Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. You know, the Prime Minister's cabinet has been shaken with the resignation of Akira Amari about four weeks ago. He is the fiscal and economic minister who resigned as a result of a scandal that came up by the suggestion that he had been taking money from a company president for a construction project, and it all came out in the news through a weekly publication called Bunshun. Michael Chuchek, you're joining me once again today. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. Sorry for the break we had. Yes, we've been gone for about uh, two weeks. There were a lot of things going on in the background, and now we're back full force. Okay. Now, in terms of the uh, Amari Akira scandal, it's sort of gone into a, a hiatus. We had the uh, Democratic Party of Japan come up with this 23-second-long conversation recorded that they've presented as evidence that Minister Amari's secretary uh, is in some way more deeply involved than the revelations that came out in the Amari press conference, uh, where Mr. Amari resigned in order to simplify the matters that are going on in, in terms of the diet budget discussions. He got himself out of the way so that it wouldn't hurt the prime minister, wouldn't hurt the LDP. And a few days later, it was announced that he'd be taking a rest break. He would no longer be going to the diet and uh, he would disappear. He would be staying at home. Now, out of sight, out of mind, maybe. Uh, yeah, but this is an old tactic sure. within the LDP. What's new about it is that he's not going to be putting himself into a hospital, which uh, a lot of times happened in the, in the 80s and 90s when someone that the party didn't want to have talking to the reporters, they'd want him to disappear for a while, mm -hmm. or personally he or she would want to disappear for a while. That person would go into the hospital and say, they were suffering from exhaustion or a bad case of the flu, and cool their heels for a while. Right. This is always a great tactic. Mm -hmm. uh, and Mr. Amari's going to try to put it on, but by staying at home. Or it's so we thought until something happened yesterday that you were... Oh, sure. To. Well, no, I, I just saw him speak yesterday at the Okada Hotel. He had a 45-minute uh, presentation, very crisp, a lot of rich information. You know, he is still the um, chairman of the election campaign committee within the LDP. So he's very actively engaged, and he looked, uh, yes, he did look visibly tired, actually. And what was he talking about? So he was there in support of Yasuhide Nakayama's Benkyokai, a, a study group, which was packed with about uh, 400 um, you know, well-dressed businessmen, to listen to him talk about what's going on policy-wise within the LDP. He's a very smart guy. I mean, he's, he's a, a very competent politician, but he got, he got snagged. Well, what you're describing here, though, is, is it sounds like information for the public that somebody's going on this leave of absence will be at home. Mm -hmm. And then you have this other experience of someone talking to the people who really are the influence agents in Japan, if there right. are 400 people there. He's very much engaged. So mm -hmm. here we're letting the public know that this guy did something wrong. That's why you resigned then. If you're going to take a break, you should take a break everywhere, right? right. But it's it's another problem with Japan with this sort of public-private type Well, don't experience. we get into this all the time? Yeah. What you see is not always what you get. TEPCO yeah. just announced in the paper today that, yes, in fact, we did have a meltdown five years ago. Sorry about that. But we didn't quite figure out what uh, meltdown actually meant. I mean, this is outrageous. Yeah. Well, in this case, I, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted because, okay, 
him meeting a few people at the hotel room, okay, mm-hmm. right, at a restaurant, but to go before the Benkyokai, yeah, with hundreds of people, right, there, that he shows up and talks for forty minutes. Oh, I don't know, off the cuff, or how, how is it done? But that is simply astonishing, mm. at least as as far as the p- potential that that creates for further problems for Mr. Abe at this really crucial time. Well, there are a lot of problems with the Abe administration now, isn't it? I mean, we've we've kind of left New Year's. We're moving into spring. We're not quite at the end of the fiscal year, which is April first, and there's an awful lot of funny business going on now, and people are just you know, glomming on to these, you know, anything that can come up. I mean, the scandal with the uh, LDP member who was, you know, caught while his wife was having a baby. No, oh, no, that's that's a whole other can of, of worms. But it, and that's not something that really affects the government necessarily. It mm. might affect the image of the LDP. But this particular individual mm-hmm. uh, was, is an extraordinary individual. We can get into that. But we have things like the, the um, environment minister speaking off the cuff about the radiation levels and just saying something, well, the previous administration just made up the rules without any scientific basis whatsoever, (laughs) except, of course, that they had. Yes. And when this was, she was confronted with this the next day, she tried to say, well, I don't remember what I said. Right. Well, certainly the people who recorded what you said do remember. They have the recordings and everything. It's Mm. just that they're, they're, they're losing control of mm-hmm. of the, of the uh, the agenda it mm-hmm. seems but don't you think this happens all the time it's just that right now people are catching it and also i think you know the cabinet ministers have been pretty quiet they haven't been uh, the focus of news reports and mr suga has really kept a tight rein on things and it's just now it seems to be the season of of that sort of thing happening you know i've noticed something too on social media cuz for a long time i've been here long enough now that i i could see in the early years of my being here that it was an us versus them. So the foreign press would be the criticizing press Mm -hmm. about everything that the Japanese government did. Today, it's different. You are hearing from Japanese who are speaking up. It it used to be that people would say, encourage me, sort of quietly. Give it to the foreigners. uh, keep, Keep saying what you're saying. But now it's more of this chorus, and it doesn't have those strong lines mm-hmm. uh, between the foreign and domestic. It's a sense of what's happening now as we go forward, we're a lot more public with our economic image and with the Tokyo 2020 image. So people are much more engaged now. Mm-hmm. And that anger is spurring them on to really comment openly. I think in the past there was a real fear that you didn't want to affect maybe your employment But I have noticed a a real visceral difference. And so it's not just that we're the naysayers, the foreigners here, but rather it's people in general are feeling like we can do a lot better than we have been. And I think it goes back to a certain arrogance with this Amari address at Hotel Okara after there was this scandal and then he was said to take this leave. Mm -hmm. It just... uh, I don't like it when they don't really follow through with what they say they're going to do and that there are different rules for different groups. But Well, I think maybe that was one of the attractions to bring a lot of people into the Okura ballroom 
to hear what he had to say sure. because he has he has been pretty much buried. You yeah. haven't seen him out in public, and I think this might have been his first public appearance. But a lot of people were there to hear what he had to say and to kind of maybe welcome him back from you know being in in hiatus. And also remember, he was the key uh, negotiator for TPP, and TPP has sort of gone away somewhat too. Mm. I know I know it'll probably come back, but we don't even know. Uh, with the U.S. presidential election, what's going to happen to that mm-hmm. in the Congress going forward? So uh, he he is seen as a very talented negotiator, and right. so it was seen as such a loss. And so I figured he was finished. But when it comes to the LDP, it doesn't sound like you're ever really completely <laughs> finished if you're that important of a person. You right. can come back to life pretty quickly. So he must have had a very short homestay. Yeah, well, the TPP problem is intrinsic because yeah. Ishihara taking over, mm. Ishihara, Nobuteru Ishihara taking over that post when he wasn't in the room for any of the discussions, Ooh. knows nothing about TPP, you better believe it that, wow. that the government does not want to have TPP on the agenda. Mm. And, I see, they're, yeah. and I think it's they're pushing, though. If, but if you think that this is in some way trying to get him back on track, he really should have taken the month right. and really stayed low. But this is going to not help him and his case because... So far, everything that has been uncovered is on the up and up in terms of his personal conduct. The conduct of his staff was criminal. Right. But his personal conduct and his his oversight of his staff seems to have been completely above board. By doing what he has done, coming out of hiding before Mm. the time limit, he is setting himself up for the press to start hounding him and then inevitably, for the prosecutors to start asking for documents. Well, I don't think he has to wait for the press. I mean, the DPJ is right on top of this thing. And, I mean, they're the ones that provided the 23 but seconds. But it's 23 seconds. 23 seconds. And it's, it's the staff members talking. And, you know. It is true, but it, but it is pretty ugly language. I mean, it is really blatant what he's, he's, he's selling influence. Yeah, but he's selling influence in such a way that... He can always say, yeah, but I was just trying to make an impression. I wasn't really offering Yeah, that. I don't know. I mean, the, the, each Diet member is assigned a certain number of staff, maybe five staff members who are paid as government employees. And he was one of those. So the Diet member might have, you know, five or 10 or 15 others in addition to an outside the Diet office. But this was one of the fellows who was key with, uh, with running his organization. And, I- and Amadi is one of the key architects of you know, Abenomics. So you've got to imagine that internally, at least, he's got a tight, a tight ship. And I think it's a waste of time on the part of the DPJ. I do to too. Go, to go after <laughs> this, this because there are so many other major structural issues that could be going, sure. they can be going after, particularly, and, and this has a lot to do with the point you raised mm. in terms of people speaking up, the economy. Mm-hmm. Right. The markets. Right, that's right. The, the actions the of yen. the BOJ. Yeah. Absolutely. Negative have absolutely smash the story that let's all hold together, let's all stand and cross the street together sure. because the economy has to be saved first. Right. right. Well, we've done everything that the government has asked us. The BOJ has done everything that Mr. Abe could possibly want to do, and it's not happening. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're regressing. Mm-hmm. The, the economy has grown 2% since Mr. Abe has come into office. Mm-hmm. Not 2% per year, which is what he promised, 2% in three years. Right. And we're going to have the sales tax 
go of, up, right? Perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> and you're, you're saying, and, and two months ago or three months ago, we would have not said perhaps. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right? Two or three months ago, we wouldn't have been seeing or saying anything about the chances that Mr. Abe has lost the plot. Right. But now the economy has changed the tenor of the times so that the people are starting to say, hey, what are these folks doing? Yeah. And are they really as legitimate as they pretend to be? Right. I think it's becoming more transparent. It's not that hard to figure out that something is amiss. And it makes you wonder if Abenomics were some type of a smoke screen for just getting the security changes, the mm-hmm. state secrets, all these other domestic issues done to really put a clamp on uh, free and open debate. So it's coming back to haunt them right. because that has moved a lot better for them than the economy. If the economy were going along, I think that uh, people wouldn't really be questioning these other sort of controls. And in the international press and also in the domestic somewhat, there's, there's a real move away from Abenomics. It's, it's not the story, the big story, the mm-hmm. big buzz that it was maybe 18 months ago. Now it's about uh, what's going on with the broadcast media and why mm-hmm. are they questioning the not just NHK, but the, uh, the free press and the, the uh, really legislative role they have to present different points of view. You've got government officials saying that they should be neutral, these media, right. as if you shouldn't even have anyone with any point of view on a talk show, much less, say, a moderator. Basically ordering a neutral view. But the, it, it, but the thing is, this is, this is, it's a matter of timing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, Minister Takaichi, Sanai Takaichi, stated in the Diet what is actually the law. The broadcast law mm. allows whoever the minister is, to pull the license of a station or network for broadcast if that station or network continuously or in some egregious way violates a fairness, mm-hmm. uh, uh, offers an, an extremely unbalanced view. That's the law. Right. It's just the wrong time to be saying, you know, that's the law and I haven't used it, but I'm not going to say I'm ever never going to use it. And... Not the time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a bit of a bullying it's, it's, gesture. It's, when the economy's not yeah. doing well, that kind of, of defensive-sounding uh, or even smart-aleck response is really going to hurt the government in ways that if things were going well in the economy, they'd say, yeah, you know, but she's just, she's just mouthing off. Right. Well, you find that <laughs> as a knee-jerk reaction for most administrations that are in power when these kind of criticisms come up. They just clamp down on them. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the first tool out of the box. And maybe the administration and, and Mr. Abbey himself will pull back from that because I think it's, it's not a good strategy. But it's such an insensitivity. That's, that's mm-hmm. the problem, too. So the arrogance you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I, it, when people, people are suffering now in, in this economy. Mm-hmm. And maybe we don't see it so readily in Tokyo, but get outside Tokyo. And mm-hmm. I was recently in Oita, and you, you get a sense of sort of a depressed economy away from these big urban areas. And you you know that uh, with the feeling that, say, if you compare the 64 Olympics to 2020, 
the, the 64 Olympics led to Japan's becoming the second uh, largest economy. I mean, the, the way that the U.S. said we're going to uh, put a man on the moon and bring him back before the end of the 60s with John F. Kennedy, with the Olympics, that became their call for we're going to double our GNP. And they did it. They and sure then did. some. Mm-hmm. But with Abenomics, there's no linkage between this and we're going to, by 2020, if anything, they've pulled back on some of these mm. figures. Uh, the one with women having more women, higher percentage of women in, in corporate office suites. Uh, so, the, so the rhetoric is way ahead of what's, what they're actually getting to, to yeah, do. Yeah, we're not seeing any measurable progress, even yeah. just a kind of a turtle crawling along. Where, where are the positive numbers here other than putting more pressure on people to reduce their income and to reduce their sense of being part of the middle class. Well, that's not going to work. What, what, the, yeah. what, what has been the main line of the government so far is we've created over a million jobs mm-hmm. since we took office. Right. Now, of uh, course, they were taking over from an economy that was depressed right. after the tsunami and also after the 2008 world fi- financial crisis. Mm. So it's they've been riding a wave of rebound that mm. otherwise already exists. Mm. But the thing is, most of those jobs are part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. They're mo- a lot of women have gotten em- employed sure. during this time period at a, at a four-to-one ratio versus ah. men. Four times as many w- women have taken on jobs. But they're mostly part-time. Yeah. They're o- only now are we seeing, starting to see some permanent positions being offered at an equal rate as part-time. Part-time work, yes, it's work. Yes, it's extra income. But there are trade-offs, and, and psychologically, it's extremely unstable. Sure. And people want to see more mm. than, mm-hmm. the, than just jobs. They right. want careers. They want something of a future, because that's the, sac- that's, that's the balancing that they really want to see. And, and it really, and it goes back to a sense of not looking forward to the future, mm-hmm. rather having a fear about the future. Mm-hmm. So... This discussion is brought to you by the recent resignation of Akira Amari. A lot of things are connected to these kinds of things and they just flow out. They have big impact. We're gearing up for the close of the fiscal year and then on to the elections of the upper house in the early summer. Please stay tuned. Amari scandal will continue to unfold, I'm sure. There's more to come.